Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of the Reality Check Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Rob, and of course with me is Jansen. How are you doing tonight, Jansen? Doing very well. That's good, that's good. We may have had a uh, slight off-air uh, gripe session <clears throat> that we're going to take on air now. So Yeah, now you fun. get to hear it. Yeah, Lucky yeah, you. you guys hear Lucky exactly. you, listener. Yeah. I like how you said listener. <laughs> yeah. Because there's one person who listens to our podcast more than likely. But uh, we appreciate you. We really Yes, do. you and only you. Yes. Just for you. <laughs> we hope okay. we entertain you. You. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that I completely lost my uh, my train of thought, um, well, for 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 everyone else who may be listening that is not that one fan, you can listen to our older podcasts on whatever podcast app you're currently listening to this one on. So if you want to hear more of our incoherent ramblings and things of that nature, where we grind our gears on AEW, because that's the fun thing to do right now, um, please feel free to go back into the backlog and check out our episodes. Uh, if there happens to be any type of rating scale or star like or subscribe or whatever, please feel free to do that as well, too. And then you can be that one fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be our thing now, that one fan. Um, <laughs> so anyways, now that that's out of the way, so let's get right into the gripe, okay? <clears throat> I sent Jansen a message today that I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm grinding my gears on AEW tonight when we record. Um, like, okay, so my exact... My exact message to him was home around 9.30, going to blast some AEW bullshit tonight. <clears throat> okay. You know, I, I've, I've, been, I've been pretty critical about AEW uh, pretty much from day one. I want to enjoy it. I really do. Um, but they make a lot of stupid decisions that make me question a lot of different things. And despite the fact that um, I know Jansen was kind of in their camp uh, for quite a while there. Uh, I still am, but you know, <laughs> I've got my gripes too. Yes, and and we've aired those gripes on mm-hmm. on on our program. We've aired those gripes, but now I have a I have the furthering of a bigger gripe that is just really it's it's to the point now that it's just making me mad. Okay, and if if anyone who actually is listening to this knows what happened on AEW this past week. It's not what you're thinking. I'll come back to the point, but I have no problem that Nyla Rose is the AEW women's champion. <gasps> Spoilers. Um, it's not that. Val Venus has a big problem that Nyla Rose is the AEW women's world champion, but I don't. I don't have a problem with that at all. I have a problem with their bull crap ranking system. <laughs> now, dude, we have talked about this before. I know we have. And I know I'm beating the dead horse on it here, folks. But my God, is it making me angry. I, f- I feel like wrestling in general... I mean, Jansen, would you, would you agree with me to the statement that wrestling in general, no matter if it's WWE, AEW, 
uh, WCW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, at some point they insult our intelligence as wrestling fans, right? Oh, 100%. Okay. <clears throat> AEW is has basically just said, you all are morons. We don't. We're going to do whatever we want. We don't care because that's what they're doing. So the thing that really set me off was, <clears throat> so I was looking at the, I was looking at the announcements for what's happening on next week's show. Cause I always like to try to see what's going to, what's going to happen. So I know what I'm kind of looking forward to. Right. So next week, as we approach revolution, which is on the 29th, I think uh, AEW revolution. It's later this month. It's their pay-per-view. Um, they're having a number one contender match. <clears throat> it's a battle royal. It's a tag team battle royal to determine the number one contender to Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Which, first off, <clears throat> I love both those dudes. Kenny Omega is quite arguably the greatest wrestler in the world today. Hangman Page is also fantastic in his own right. The fact that they're the tag team champions and they're just a mishmash team that got thrown together and was just like, oh, here's the title shot, is crap. All right? But we've already discussed that, kind of. Let's... <clears throat> what is the point of having a ranking system if you're going to have a random battle royal to determine the number one contender? Now, Jansen, you you kind, you kind of rebuted me on this before we went on the air, so if you would so kindly... Maybe just repeat what you uh, uh, had said to me prior to uh, prior to going on the air. Uh, about the ranking system, about like the matches and stuff. The the, the the battle royal, like why uh, why the battle royal still makes sense. I mean, the battle royal makes sense in the pay per view because I mean, at this point in time, like there are people, there are tag teams that legitimately like if people are watching the show, like they'll forget. Like I sometimes forget that. Uh, Jack Evans and Angelico are still on in AEW, you know, because they're just using them very extremely sparingly. You know, like you hardly ever see Private Party. Like you don't see like all of the tag teams that are in there. So having the battle royale makes sense because it gets those people a payday. Because if they don't, then they're going to go look into Uncle Vince. Because I'm sure that there's there'll be a tag team tournament coming up sometime this year. And you know uh, that's not another one or something along those lines. Or like they'll be they'll have some place where people can come in. So it's like like there's definitely like there's a reason for that. But th yeah, where Rob's gonna go is definite truth. So go ahead, <laughs> Jansen, trying to be the voice of reason when when I get angry. I appreciate that, buddy. That's um, the counselor in me, bud. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, so they're going to have a, a number one contenders battle Royale for the tag team, which again, I don't have a problem with that specifically, um, because I like battle Royal matches as we discussed uh, on a couple episodes ago, you know, the Royal rumble is always my favorite pay-per-view. I like getting to see a lot of these teams, like you said, you know, the teams that you don't necessarily get to see all the time because they're not, they're not in that picture right now. So it's just. <clears throat> it's just putting them out there to see, but a, a, a battle royale still to me goes against um it goes against the whole ranking system in general. 
like that that's the opportunity if the, if this if this were not you know it's so real to me damn it you know if 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 this was not scripted of how things were going to end anyways i mean legitimately a team that could be ranked if they actually put all the teams on the ranking scale could be ranked 15 16 17 whatever could actually be ranked number one because they got lucky and threw the right people over the bat, you know, the top rope. So, well, but I that's guess. the thing. I'm sorry, like because we're having this conversation now in more detail. Um, that's the thing, though, is like you know, <clears throat> you're talking about things being scripted, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying like you know, obviously, like you know, this is a scripted sport, and you know, we all know that. Like anybody that's a wrestling fan. The one person that's listening to this podcast probably understands that this is a, that it is it, things are foregone conclusions in wrestling, but it still doesn't stop us from watching it and still being entertained. However, the problem that I'm having right now is that it does not feel like anything is scripted in AEW because it seems like they have no freaking clue where they're going with anything. So they're like, well, we're just going to throw these people in this match and try to be like, hey. Who gets over with the crowd? <laughs> Who's the most over? You guys are winning. Yeah. No, and and, and and I get that, and and yeah, and and I agree, and and that's you know again the problem I have with this whole ranking system. To top that off, my other gripe, because that was not my only gripe about this ba- this whole battle royale concept. Um, not only is the winner of the battle royale going to win. Uh, the shot at the pay-per-view the Lucha Brothers who are fantastic do not take anything away from the Lucha Bros okay the Luchas are getting a shot at Omega and Paige on this week's Dynamite as well too for the titles the Lucha Brothers would you anyone want to care to wager what rank they are currently hint it's five. They are ranked fifth in like they are literally the bottom of what is ranked. Now I get it. There's obviously other tag teams like you were talking about, like Private Party and um, you know, Helico and Jack Evans that aren't even on the ranking. So I mean, they're at least on like, the ranking. And, but and you know they're... what's crazy is that Helico and Jack Evans have a t- team name, and I for the life of me cannot tell you what it is right now. That's how little <laughs> they're used, and those yes. two are fantastic. It's something super weird. It's it's hybrid something. The hybrid two. There. Hybrid two, yeah. Finally came to me. But it took a while there, people, person, whoever's listening. <laughs> it really sounds like we're defeatist right now. I don't care. I, I'm just having fun. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the whole point of this anyway. That's, so. the, that's the part of we it. We hope that you appreciate this. Um, so... They're ranked five. Their record, like the fact that they're on the record, they're on the ranking in general. To me, without knowing every single tag team's record in 2020, honestly, the fact that them and Santana and Ortiz are on this ranking file are really insulting. The Lucha Brothers have not won a tag team match this year thus far since the records reset. They are currently zero and one. So what qualifies them as number five is questionable. But then again, Santana and Ortiz are number four, and they're zero and one as well, too. But the Lucha Brothers ranked number five, no wins, one loss, and they get a title shot. 
Why? When I look at number three, three on this is the Dark Order, which we've already talked about. The Dark Order is doing some good stuff. All right. The Dark Order is undefeated as a tag team in 2020. They are two and zero, and they're only ranked number three. They're behind the Young Bucks at number two, who are one and one. And they're behind, uh, that's behind SCU, uh, who's ranked number one, and they are two and one. Um, and the only match that SCU lost was losing the titles to Paige and Omega. So I get them, I kind of get them being in that number one spot, honestly. But again, why is SCU not getting their rematch? Why is Dark Order not getting a match if you're just going to hand out a random title match? Like, and again, I know you have to suspend some disbelief. Dark Order's time is coming. Dark Order has been a very slow build, but it's been a very good build. It's probably one of the only things about uh, AEW that I really, I really can't pick apart the stuff they've been doing, other than that bad attack on uh, Dustin Rhodes. But um, even then, the guy was like just like punching the air. But even then, they turned it into a. Uh... Again, they put they took that and they took put and it into the storyline. Yeah, like that's smart. Just like, and it was well done. Yeah, yeah. So I like <sighs> that grinds my that just it, it it really does legitimize grind my grinding my gears. Now you look on the the women's side of things. These rankings are all kinds of stupid, but at least Nyla Rose, who just, and again, these rankings are technically behind this past week, but Nyla Rose was at least ranked as the number one contender. She got her title shot. She won. Um, So the women's rankings, I guess, at least work, you know, and same with John Moxley. He's ranked number one. He's a four and oh, and he's getting his title shot at revolution. But again, as, as I mentioned to you before we went on, Kenny Omega, the tag team champion of the world, who has a good re- who has a good record um, overall since the start of this, but his 2020 singles record is zero and zero. He hasn't wrestled a, z- a singles match this year, and he's ranked number four for the world title ahead of Kip Sabian, who is three and one for 2020. I get it. Omega's a bigger name. He is winning matches because he's winning tag team matches, obviously. But still, like, it, it just, it, it's mind, it's mind numbing. Let, let's put it that way. It's mind numbing. Is that fair to say that, I guess? Yeah. So. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, I, for me, like, I, I, I'm okay with, I'm okay with them having that. And I think that, the problem with the rankings isn't so much the rankings themselves as much as the fact that they're they're making a big deal about it, you know? Like, if they don't make such a big deal about it, we haven't had a ranking system for wrestlers in forever, you know? And mm-hmm. I get that it's still, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to do this. But, I mean, there are some simple solutions, is that nobody that isn't ranked number one doesn't none of the nobody the only the person that the team or or the person individual that is ranked number one can have a title opportunity mm-hmm. you know i mean and then you can have things where it's like you know a battle a battle royale for the number one contendership <sighs> which basically is like you know but don't have them like a lot 
you know, you have them like once every six months, you know, where it's like, okay, well, we need to get maybe somebody else that gets up into the top of this billing, you know, you could have a thing where like you have a battle royale, whoever wins it, you know, they, they face the current or person or whatever to try to develop like a number one, number one contender, you know, but it, you know, they're flashing these numbers in front of you. And then you're like, and then it is almost insulting because you do have people that literally haven't won a, a freaking thing. And I mean, QT Marshall's wrestled more matches and has, you know, should have a higher rate ranking, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. You know, it is a thing where it's like, it's still, I don't know. It's still Vince like where it's like, Hey, it's, Kenny Omega, he gets to be on the lit ranking. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. If they wanted to do something really different, Jansen, are you familiar with Chikara? Yeah. Okay. So, for for our one listener, thank you. Um, in Chikara, I like this system, and if they wanted to do something really different, this is how the system should have been. Okay? For the Grand Championship... Or the Campion de Parajas, or what? They're tag team titles. Okay, they they use a, a Spanish name for it. It's basically tag team champion in Spanish. Um, and they only run they only run like a one event a month. You know, they're they're an indie promotion still, but they're probably one of the bigger indie promotions out there. They're fun loving, comedic promotion, but there's serious wrestling involved too, and. Uh, it's owned by Mike Quackenbush, who's actually probably one of the best like indie wrestlers to never step foot inside a WWE ring for like real. Um, but they are they, in order to get a shot at one of their championships, you must earn three points. Earning a point is um, just winning a match, but if you lose a match. Your points are reset to zero. Hmm. You want to make something unique and new, like, well, not really new for anyone who's familiar with Bobby, but you want to make something unique and new. That's how you make it unique and new. All right. You want to face Jericho? You got to win three matches in a row. You have to go three and oh in your next three matches. You lose one, you're reset at zero. Cody, I know you're the one listening. Consider it. Um, but I like, honestly, to me, something like that would be better than, uh, just a standard ranking system, like some kind of point system or whatever. You get X amount of points to turn in for a title opportunity. I don't know, whatever. It's just the ranking system is bogus and it's annoying me. And well, you know what? I'm done talking about it now. So in other AEW news, as I already talked about, um, Nyla Rose won the AEW Women's Championship um, for uh, the one listening. uh, Nyla Rose is a transgendered female. So Nyla Rose was born a man, uh, to my understanding. Full transition. Nyla Rose is a woman. All right. I don't think he was born a man. What do you. I'm, no, I'm pretty sure she was born a man. Nobody's born a man. Oh, whatever. Oh, my God. 
whatever. We're not going to go. We're not going to go into the political, religious con- uh, connotations of any of this. No, I'm just saying he's born male. She was born male, but not. She wasn't a man. Uh, Rose was born start off with a boy. Male. There you go. And transitioned into female. Um, from what I, you know, Oof. from what I understand, like full transition. So, so Nyla Rose is a female. She won the championship. I have absolutely no problem that she's the female champion. Um, funny part of this is that when she won, you know, Jr. trying to be the hype man uh, about everything. Jr. is like Nyla Rose is the king of the mountain of the AEW Women's Division. Like he had to add on that like last little because he called her king of the mountain and i get it it's jr and you know people are probably looking too much in, uh, to it as far as like raking him over the coals for it but i saw i saw it on botchamania's uh facebook page and it was it was, i don't know it was funny and it le- it lends to the conversation that we've talked about many times before is that you know it, it's 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 time to put him out to pasture it really is so, but yeah, um, Val Venus has a large problem with this. Apparently, did you see all that? Uh, no, I hadn't been checking much of that stuff recently. Okay, yeah, apparently Val Venus took to Twitter to dis um, disdain um, wrestling today. Oh, what did he say? Something about Nyla Rose is the women's champion, uh, and she's a man. Um. The Impact World Champion is a, is a woman. Um, there was something else he said as well too that uh, I think was condemning on WWE for something. I don't I don't remember exactly. It's Val freaking Venus. No one cares anyways. But it was just you know he's not the only one kind of losing losing his crap over it. But I don't know. I, I think I think that was inevitable. I mean they've been. They built Nyla Rose to be a monster, despite the fact that, um, you know, uh, she is transgendered. I mean, <laughs> like, female or not, I mean, she's a big girl. Like, <laughs> like, even if she was still a guy, I mean, she's probably still bigger than half the men's roster on AEW anyways. Oh, for sure. So, like... It, it it was it was uh inevitable to have her win the women's title. Um, we knew that. Uh, well, we discovered that Riho was kind of getting by on the fact that uh, she may or may have been sleeping with uh, the vice president. Um, but which uh, you know, I think makes it even more odd that they really like. It's like there's like some negative press about the women's division because of Kenny Omega. And then all of a sudden, Oh look, we have a new champion. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so that happened in AEW. Um, so, <laughs> um, this next part of AEW that did happen, uh, I'm going to let Jansen take the lead on. Cause I, I think this really grinded Jansen's gears, but, um, so, uh, Jeff Cobb, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Cobb. Okay, so those of you that aren't uh, the, well, hey you, who's listening? 
If you're not aware, okay, Jeff Cobb is a heck of a wrestler. Um, he wrestled as Matanza Cueto in Lucha Underground, uh, went on, went to New Japan, uh, was the never open weight champion at one point in time was also and also became the Ring of Honor television champion, I believe. Um, yeah. And just a, a heck of a, like, just think of like a Samoan-looking Kurt Angle. And I feel if like... Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle... Baby. Had a baby. Yeah. It's Jeff Cobb. Uh, and, 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 and throw... And- Throw in maybe like a little Jeff Hardy in there because he's pretty damn athletic versus his yeah. size. Yeah. So, yeah. If you have that image in your head now, okay, you got that, right? All right, good for you. Okay, so then what does AEW do? Like they do a video package saying Jeff Cobb is coming, and that gets people excited. Awesome. That's I can't believe that they signed him. Great. And I know that I got excited. I'm like, all right, sweet. And then what they do? They proceed to ruin him by pairing him with the inner circle. Now, don't get me wrong. As a fan, fanboy, I understand. Like you know, you know, there are reasons why you know people would be excited that he is part of the inner circle and why it would be shocking for him to be there. But if this doesn't feel like NWO again, where we have just half the roster joining a faction. Then I don't know what is. Okay, we already have Tony Schiavone and Jr. on commentary. They're talking like it's still WCW, and now we have this. So Jeff Cobb for deserves... life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jeff Cobb down the road deserves an AEW uh, championship run just because he's in the company. Okay, so they're gonna pair him with Chris Jericho as a hired hand. He's just a mercenary. Like, the mercenary gimmick is pretty cool. As long as you have four, five. Yes. It's a cool, it's a cool gimmick. Like, if he's like, if he's legitimately just a mercenary, like, I want him to be like, I want it to be like a thing where they're like, he's like, yeah, you didn't pay me. Where's my money? You know, or something along those lines and like, you know, make it clearly evident that he's not an actual member of the inner circle because that's what it looked like. And there's a whole lot of that going around in the storylines in AEW too. Like MJF apparently has all this money, right? And he goes and he hires Wardlow and he keeps buying the butcher and the blade to do his, his dirty work, right? And it's like man. Like, you would think that the executive vice presidents of the company would have enough money to, you know, hire their own goons or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just stupid. Yeah, I agree. You know, and um, I, you know, again, for for the one person listening, um, Jeff Cobb is insanely talented um 
his his finisher tour the islands. Um, or what did he call it when he was uh, in Lucha as Mantanza? Oh, I don't remember. Okay, but anyways, it's 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 a reverse spun power slam. It's it's actually a very basic move. Just simply take what? a power slam and spin the other way instead. But because this dude is three hundred and like forty pounds, and you know, just slamming you with this ridiculous spinning force, like. Yeah, but it it uh, isn't just that as much as it is like as much as it is it's it's just impressive just because of how because of the because of the because of the people that he's been able to do this to and he like, holds them for a minute like uh-huh. it holds them in a very crouched weird position yeah because he just, dips them down and then spins the other way like completely yeah. reverses momentum spins the other way. And when he does that, it like it literally makes a person look like they're a little child, and he's just able to manipulate them however he wants. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess time will tell. Hopefully, hopefully they'll figure something out, and yeah. maybe we'll we'll get him turning on them. But I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. We're done grinding our gears on AEW, folks. Uh, at least for tonight. Um, I'm sure we'll have more for next week because it's fun. Um, <clears throat> I should say folk, not folks. Um, anyways, so we kind of talked about this a little bit off the air, um, and I want to make sure that we hit a couple of these topics and we do have to hit our predictions tonight uh, and try to stay roughly within un- under an hour. But um, so... Uh, as we approach WrestleMania, obviously there's big talk. And Jansen, I honestly can't remember if I said anything about this before we went on the air, so I apologize if I'm hitting you blind with this one. But um, one of the big things, obviously, that happens at WrestleMania weekend is the Hall of Fame. So currently, there are two heavy names being thrown around, technically three. Um, and two of them are the Bella Twins, which is not surprising in any way, shape, or form, because... Yes, it I is. Because they're well, absolute trash. They're horrible. They're the worst thing ever. Worst thing ever? Yes. I feel like we could debate that some night, but not tonight. Oh, um, I don't care. I'll fight you on this one. <laughs> uh, but so... I feel like it's way too soon. Um, regardless of how you feel about them, um, it's not shocking they're going to end up in the WWE Hall of Fame uh, at some point. But it's it's too soon, I think, post their uh, uh, retirements. Obviously, both of them are pregnant now. They just announced that in People Magazine or whatever. Um, so, like, I feel like that's why they're going in is this is this will be good television for Total Bellas um, to get that Hall of Fame nod. I mean, it's not official. This is still just being thrown around, but you know they're going to start announcing things in the next couple weeks. So those are two of the names being thrown around. The other name being thrown around backstage at the at the W, I like this one. And it's 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 very curious to see if they go with it because I don't, I wouldn't think them to be 
on this good of terms, but uh, Jushin Thunder Liger in the WWE Hall of Fame. Huh. Yeah. So, um, I think it was Scott Sapp who reported it. He couldn't... There's a bunch of names being thrown around, but the only the only two that he could get full confirmation that are being talked about seriously are the Bellas and Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, Liger has, as we discussed when we were talking about Wrestle Kingdom and his retirement, um, Liger's wrestled for WWE, you know, a few times in the past, and then obviously he had a match against Tyler Breeze at TakeOver uh, in NXT, which was awesome um, because it's Tyler Breeze and Jushin Thunder Liger. And they... So they got they got to have this match, but I mean that's that's all that most people actually like know of Liger who don't expand their horizons into New Japan, uh, or even Ring of Honor. Um, but yeah, he's being thrown around, and uh, if they can make that happen, I think that's pretty cool. Plus, that means there's possibility he could, act, you know, if WWE 2K21 actually comes out and doesn't suck. Uh, that means he'll be Man, legitimately that's, that's, in that's the game. That's a tall order, sir. <laughs> I know, you know. You know, they, you know. You know what's still sad? They had more people buy WWE 2K20 than listen to our poor podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. And but, you know who was one of those idiots? It was me. I bought it. <laughs> I'm sorry. My friend James still claims that it uh, that it's not bad. I mean, I've tried to play it. I just, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are some definite flaws. A little bit. But yeah, so um, those are names being thrown around. I, I Like I said, I, I think it's too early for the Bellas. Um, y- again, I, I would agree with you that they don't probably deserve it, but you know darn well it was going to happen anyway. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, I mean, I understand... I understand from a business standpoint. I understand from. I understand that they. I. I mean, they have had success in the WWE, but I mean, at the same time, they. I just. I don't think that they're. Like when you're looking at Hall of Famers, right? Okay, like in any other sport, like the only the best of the best get in, you know, it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, well, you, you played baseball for, you know, three years with, you know, the, the minor league team. Oh yeah. Let's put you in the hall of fame. Like, no, like, and I, I get, if you're going to, you know, say like, oh, we're going to have a hall of fame for dang it sorry um are you play are you playing a game right now while we're recording yes i am i've been wondering what that clicking noise has been in the background it's it's my controller i'm playing goblin sword on the switch just so you know um it's fun uh anyhow uh like to look at like the Bella's body of work and then like to tell me that, you know, like historical women, like women 
past plenty of other generations that have been infinitely better than those two, you know, get overlooked. And I understand that there's a lot of like feelings and there's a lot of, you know, people that, you know, like the WWE is a different sort of breed and I get that, but it's just, I don't know. That's, that's my gripe is that, you know, I don't think that, I think that there's plenty of other women that have wrestled for the WWE that deserve a lot more recognition than the Bella twins because I just, I've never been a fan like ever. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I mean, you know, you talk about looking at their body of work. I mean, Vince is just looking at the work he wants to do on their body. So, yeah, you know, it it is what it is. But, you know, like I could I'll try to give some credit where credit's due. They 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 tried to essentially transcend the same idea of like what uh, what The Rock did as far as entertainment, wrestling, um, you know, uh, on the mic, that kind of thing. Definitely, they're they're not on the same caliber with The Rock, but I understand the idea of it. So, but yeah, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to throw that out there. So, um, but yeah, so Hall of Fame potential inductees. Um, so the 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 next topic, um. We kind of talked about it, and we kind of talked about the whole um, Kelly Klein situation, you know, a few months back, contract disputes, divorces, whole nine yards. Needless to say, the Women of Honor Championship was questionable about what would happen with it. Um, so they finally made their official decision. The Ring of, or Women of Honor Championship is no more. Uh, the title has been completely deactivated. Um, probably because she probably has the belt. Probably said, "F you, I ain't giving it back." <laughs> but whatever. So they've decided to make another championship, just a brand new one. Call it the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. So that's a thing that's happening now. So they have a tournament deciding that coming up. Uh, on top of the fact that they're bringing back the Pure Championship, so um, Ring of Honor making some moves with some championships there. Um, you know, I still, I joke, I joke with Jansen about, you know, like that day when he finally reactivates his, uh, honor club. Um, well, you know, it's, we'll... <laughs> at this point in time, like, yeah, like, like I, I mean, I think that right now Ring of Honor is starting to build up a body of like, like act, another, another, cause Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor kind of gets picked over at times. And like, mm-hmm. and especially with, with AEW, you know, creating like, I mean, majority of what I watched, you know, I watched Ring of Honor for Ring of Honor for was, you know, the elite, you know, because, I mean, I love, and, and even though even with that, I still love like Marty Skrull's body work. I love like what he does, and there's a lot of great talent still in Ring of Honor. I just like I couldn't justify the cost for that when you know like i was still you know I'm, i was just trying i was like well am i gonna pay for AEW pay-per-views and trying to figure it out that way but mm-hmm. i mean at this point in time i'm i'm still kind of plus i mean most of their stuff that you can i can still watch like pretty much anywhere else true there's always ways to find things anyways but 
Yeah, so a little bit of uh, Ring of Honor making moves again as well, too. So um, the final part before we get into predictions uh, is resulting is around NXT as well, too. Um, but uh, I'm going to grind my gears a little bit on NXT as well. Uh, just so it's fair, we don't just pick on AEW. Get that idea out of your head, soul listener. So, NXT. Um, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, um, as it's been rechristened, has definitely been uh, a, a, a budding attraction, in my opinion. Um, it's actually made me, you know, like seeing this influx of what they're doing with the title uh, has made me actually start paying attention to 205 Live again, um, which is pretty good uh, to actually make me watch 205 is what I mean. Um, so <laughs> at um, Worlds Collide, had to think of the event, the Irish ace Jordan Devlin, as I predicted, captured the Cruiserweight Championship and is now going on his Cruiserweight Championship tour. Um, so obviously we need to throw some contenders at him and Leo Rush defeated, uh, Angel Garza. I think it was Angel Garza. I'm pretty sure it was Angel Garza to become number one contender to Jordan Devlin's title. So that match is going to freaking burn. All right. It is going to be amazing. It is going to be awesome. And you know what grinds my gears is that it's not featured on the freaking TakeOver River event tomorrow. So, yeah, that grind my gears. I know it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be good, and I, and I know Jansen already tried to call me down on this one as well, too. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that will, you know, spectacle on uh, TV, um, even though he, he forgot that uh, they no longer tape <laughs> NXT in advance, and this will actually be done live on NXT yeah. TV on, on Wednesday. But... It's I don't know to, to me that but still time, that still shows time, how the cruiserweight title is. Yeah. I, I get you, but look at that card, dude. I know, and we're about to do discuss re- the card, you, obviously. I know, length, but, but you really want you really want that that? I mean, I'd rather have that match on TV than on the pay per view. And I get you, I get you the I get the old school thought of like pay per view, you know, paydays and all that stuff, but. I mean, I'd rather, to, I'd rather I'd rather highlight match it. on pay per view versus, er, as opposed to the the Finn Balor Johnny Gargano match or um, the tag team title match. Honestly, if if we want to compare things, not that I think either one of those matches is going to be bad. Both most of those matches are going to be good too. I just like if if, if we're comparing things that I'd rather see on the pay per view, call it what it is. Okay. So, anyways. Like I said, grind my gears on NXT a little bit as well, too. But, um, yeah, so tomorrow night, Sunday, 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 we have NXT TakeOver Portland. Um, kind of weird that uh, NXT is doing a TakeOver without a uh, matching main roster, quote-unquote, uh, pay-per-view event to match it. But uh, they got the Sunday night slot this time around, and uh, the card is good. Uh, uh, the card is really good. Uh, honestly, my only gripe with the card is 
because we are in WrestleMania season, I feel like it's personally, I feel like it's kind of easily predictable in certain respects of things. And obviously I'll get more into detail on that as we go down through the card. Um, so I already locked my predictions in and I will still explain them for you guys. Um, but just, uh, or you guy, um, but just for you, I'm going to explain to you why we're doing the predictions. So team reality check, which consists of me, Jansen and my wife, Veronica, who's not currently on the call or show, whatever it is that we're doing just for you. Um, we have challenged the gimmick minute wrestling podcast in a battle of prediction supremacy, which we are currently winning. And yeah, Gresser was, <laughs> yeah, suck it gimmick minute. Gresser was all kinds of butt hurt. He commented on he commented on our last uh, show post about, oh yeah, you guys are winning by seven whole points. Well, let me tell you something, man. Seven points in this game is a game changer. All right. It's not going to be that like we're going to have to really blow some pay-per-view events in order for you guys to come back on that. So Jason, Kevin, Gresser, sorry, not sorry. We stomping you and we plan on stomping you the rest of the year. Okay, thanks. Bye. Anyways, so we have challenged them to uh, prediction supremacy. And this will run all WWE and AEW events from uh, starting with Worlds Collide through WrestleMania. Uh, and then we will claim our podcast brand prediction championships. Or whatever I decide to call it when it's actually done. Uh, <laughs> but long and short of it, we take the card. We make our predictions uh, right here on the show, and we tell you why. And then at the end, we obviously gather up all the points. Whoever has all the points wins. But these points matter. So, because again, because suck it, get a minute. All right, I'm done rambling. So, let's get into it. We have the NXT North American champion, Keith Lee, defending against Dominic Dijakovic. Who wins, Jansen? Keith Lee. Like, come on. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. Like, I looked at this card and I'm like, okay, this is going to be easy. No, nobody's gaining any points in this. Because everybody's going to have the exact same picks. In. See, I, w- I would think so as well, too. But when I, I, I asked Veronica for her picks off the air, and she kind of surprised me on a couple of her picks. Um, well, I hope that your wife doesn't lose this point. I hope she doesn't too. But in her defense, I'm pretty sure. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gresser lost them enough points in the last makeup for it. So there you go. Yeah, you know we're going. I mean, we're going I have it. full faith in in your wife, but I'm just like this is it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna pretty be hard. It's gonna... Yeah, uh, th- this this one I think is one that's definitely not taking home any major point shifts. Uh, I would agree on that. But yeah, uh, I also I also went with Lee. Um, you know, the limitless one. He's definitely going to be destined for some great things. Uh, they finally given him the opportunity to run with the title, and I don't think he's going to give that up 
uh, soon. I would not be surprised to see him drop it to Dijakovic uh, just because of the great rivalry they've had so far, but not at this juncture. Maybe later on down the road, past post-WrestleMania. Yeah, there's a possibility of it. Because um, I see Keith Lee eventually going after the NXT Championship. I see him being uh, potentially the next, like, Triple Crown winner uh, for NXT, um, but I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's gonna drop it yet, uh, and I, and I don't see Dijakovic going after the NXT Championship really at all. I like him a lot. There's a lot of talent there, but I don't, I don't see him in that main event picture. Whereas I do see Keith Lee. So Keith Lee's days are numbered as North American, but. It's it's not it's not tomorrow. So, um, looking next at the card, we've got uh, the street fight that we've all been wanting to see: Dakota Kai facing her former best friend of Tegan Knox. Um, Jansen, where are you going on that one? Dakota Kai. Okay, I can probably guess, but uh, why do you say that? Because. Because, okay, <laughs> no, because uh, no, nah. <laughs> uh, I mean it, it's just it. The street fight definitely favors Tegan Knox, and not the, I meant Dakota Kai favors Dakota Kai just because of her newfound, you know, attitude. Attitude plus, you know, she, you know, she's she's gonna have the upper hand, those sorts of things. Like I don't see it. I don't see it ending. I don't think see Tegan Knox getting that win over. I would agree, and I think I think it stems a lot from the fact that she just had that win on NXT TV, albeit she hit her with the uh, the knee race type of thing. Um, yeah. But I I don't see Tegan winning. In, in, in a case like this. So I also went with Dakota Kai and, and same uh, with Veronica. We were straight across the board on that one. So, um, my God, I can hear my dog snoring with my headphones on. He is so loud. Uh, so I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, so let's go, uh, Valor Gargano. Who you got? Valor. Okay. Um, I also went with Balor. He's just uh, like he's got to start building a like. It's it's crazy to say this and to think that this is necessity, but it's almost as if he has to like reacclimate himself to the crowd. Like he's over with the crowd. Don't get me wrong, but he also has to kind of build this run together that he's like, you know, a legitimate, you know threat to like you know that he is still the man yeah yeah and and i would agree and um i also went like i said i also went with valor um my reasoning for this is i feel like this the winner of this match is probably going to be the next in line for uh the nxt championship match and it will be the person who uh, is going to get the nod for WrestleMania. 
And if if the rumors are true that the NXT title and uh, women's title will both be defended on WrestleMania, it would make sense to put Finn Balor in that position uh, uh, across from the NXT champion. Um, and I have a thought of that as well, too, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, so I, I went with that. Um, Veronica actually went the opposite way, and it's not because she thinks Gargano is going to win or or beat Balor. She she specifically, and I wrote it in, not matters for the game, but I, I wrote it in. She's like, Johnny Gargano wins and and not clean, meaning she thinks Balor is going to end up getting himself uh, disqualified or, or or something along that nature. So, but. Gargano wins, not clean, is is what she put down. So, um, I feel like I feel like he has. I feel like Balor's got to win, and like I feel like he's got like he has to like his path inevitably has to run into Adam Cole's, and I feel mm-hmm. like he has to take over Undisputed Era. Yep, and and. And that's my, like I said, that's my thought process. The winner of this match is probably going to be facing uh, the NXT champion at, at Mania. Uh, and we'll, like I said, we'll come back to that here in just a second. Um, let's go with, I think, is probably the easiest match to predict on this card, total honesty. Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair. Uh, I think uh, I think it's for the EST. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, I was like, whoa. I'm kidding, Leah Ripley. Come on. Now, see, if if, if Charlotte had not been entered into this equation, I would think it possibly would be that time. She had a great showing at the Rumble. Um, and as hot of a streak that Rhea Ripley's been on, for Ripley to come in and drop it and then maybe chase after it for a couple months, I think would be good. But then, when you inserted the queen, it took all doubt out of my mind. So I, I mean, the other thing too, like with that, and I think that it it adds a lot, um, to, um, it adds a lot to, like when we're doing these predictions, is that they have, like, like now it it doesn't like it feels like. NXT is a legitimate third brand. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we're thinking about, like, because, like, you know, in the past, there was always that thought of, like, okay, well, at this takeover, you know, are they going to lose the championship? Are they going to lose so that way they can move on to the main roster? And now that question's kind of up in the air as to how they're being used and, like, if it's, you know, you know, a legitimate third thing because you have Charlotte seemingly looking like she's going to challenge for the NXT championship after winning the Royal Rumble, which is like I don't unheard know. of. But well, because it's because it, I mean it, it's you can either liken it to one of two things. Like you can either liken it to the fact that like that they're trying to make they're trying to make it like like make it seem like NXT is legitimately equal to SmackDown and Raw. Or it looks like, like, like a male won the won the the Royal Rumble and decided to fight for the Cruiserweight Championship. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not, I'm not demeaning Rhea Ripley's belt, but I mean, I think that this is the only way that you're going, like, if you're wanting NXT to seem legitimate, this is a perfect way to handle it. Yeah. And by doing it this way, this frees this frees us up from having to watch another Charlotte versus Becky Lynch match at Mania. Um, yeah. And now we're going to get the man versus Shayna Baszler because uh, they're obviously building that. Um, don't know what because, they're planning on doing with the SmackDown Bayley, title. But... Because if Bailey and Shayna Baszler got into the ring together, a black hole would form and we would lose the WWE Universe as we know it. You know they were already in a ring together at SummerSlam, right? I know, but I'm just saying, like, if they, like, legitimately <laughs> had to, like, interact with each other and, like, for a specific amount of time, like, they, like, hardly interacted with each other at SummerSlam. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the title pictures are forming, and with the exception of the SmackDown title, because God only knows what's going to end up happening with that. No, I don't think anyone actually cares what's going to happen is, with that, but... I, I feel so bad for Bailey. Bailey should go back I do to too. NXT. She should. I, I I think I think her is this heel person. I like this heel Bailey. I do. I, I do too. I don't get me wrong. I really do. But like the the direction of SmackDown, you know, SmackDown, you the show for the past couple of years. SmackDown was the show, but then Fox came in and Bruce Pritchard came in and. Now SmackDown is a shit show. Like, yeah. I mean, the only thing good about SmackDown, the only thing good about SmackDown is the Fiend, and we have to sit through, you know, <laughs> we have to sit through like him wasting a bunch of people. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm excited to watch him put Goldberg in the coffin, basically. At Super Showdown, and but I I really wish there was something else we could have been watching. I guess in in the line of things, because well, I was I was really excited for it when they announced it, but then I'm like, uh, it's Goldberg. Well, and that's I don't know. It makes me a little sad because because honestly, the thing for me is that like, um. Goldberg was like my uncle's favorite growing up, and like, and it was like he, like him and I, like when we ever we had the conversations about wrestling and stuff, he would always always tell me how you know much he loved Goldberg and stuff like that. But like, like his initial like return and like comeback, like that was was pretty perfectly handled. You know, of like, let's just have him come out, do his like five second matches, destroy the person, and get out. But like, the only way that I see this match happening at at Super Showdown is like, Goldberg comes out, and then like the Fiend just does the exact opposite, or like makes it the exact opposite, and like he tears through through Goldberg in like five seconds, and then pins him, and that's it. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> like let let's let's end Goldberg. Come on. Let's just let it I go. Just, now. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, you know, we're we're off topic now for, for that kind of thing. But yeah, so we all agree, uh, Ripley across the board because of Charlotte interfering basically. 
so tag titles. Undisputed versus Broserweights. Broserweights. Bruh. Uh, I will say the whole Broserweight, like, like Pete Dunn is a f- freaking gem. <laughs> just tips. Like when they came out of the cart and he's sitting there cross like arms crossed, just looking like what the F am I doing here? Has has been great. Um they 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 really do have good chemistry as we've talked about over the past couple couple weeks. And um you know, uh me personally I th- I think Broserweight's uh winning this um makes sense. Um I why do you think the browser weights are going to win? Cause I'm going to end up talking about like this part and the next part in one felt swoop. So I, I feel like, you get your I in. feel like <laughs> it's a, it's a decent progression of the, the, the deterioration of undisputed era. I feel like it's probably the best possible way for them to like, cause like, you know, they already lost the North American championship, then they lose the tag team championship. And then Adam Cole's the last one to lose, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I feel like it's a and it's a good way to go there. Plus, it I mean, right now, like if you're actually watching the thing, and I get like, I get, you know, like what you know, I don't know, if, I don't know if they really honestly expected this sort of reaction to the browser weights, but they're honestly probably one of the more entertaining things going right now in mm-hmm. NXT, and like. They're over. I mean, it's one of those things like, like, don't they just let them don't, go out there and do all their yeah. crap and yeah, just let them do their stuff. It. Like, don't, don't ruin it yet. You know, like, don't you don't want to burn that out too fast. You know, let yeah. it play out a little bit. I agree, and and ironically, like what you said, the deterioration of undisputed. Year of Gold um, is exactly my thought process behind this. They uh, they lost they lost the 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 they lost the uh, North American title. The next progression, the next logical step is to lose. you know you knew that they were going to lose it all at a certain right. Yeah. So they lose the tag team titles next. Adam Cole defeats Tommaso Ciampa tomorrow night. Finn Balor gets the shot at WrestleMania. Finn Balor takes the Adam Cole at WrestleMania. And the Undisputed Era or Year of Gold is gone. Don't get me wrong. Undisputed Era is not going anywhere, period. And they are still by far and away one of the best things on NXT. But if they don't have the gold to chase at a certain point, it becomes stale. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and I mean, as heels, I mean they they have a lot. They've done the like you know oh we're gonna have strength in numbers and everybody's gonna come out and help each other out and that sort of stuff. It's like very classic booking, and I've liked everything they've done with the Undisputed Era so far. They just, I mean, like like we've said though, I mean they they started this with you know they started this with with. Uh, with Keith Lee winning the North American championship. So it's like, you know, it is that natural progression. And I like, I, I like the idea of ha- pairing your kind of, you know, legitimate 
um, not that, you know, like, like your legitimate star, not to say that like everybody else on WWE or on NXT isn't a legitimate star, but I'm just saying to the whole WWE universe, big star, uh, Finn Balor on the main stage of WrestleMania, you know, going against, you know, Adam Cole and Finn Balor winning it on that stage, you know, kind of brings him back and then brings, you know, Adam Cole up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So, um, officially, Adam Cole is my pick. Veronica went with Ch- Champa. Um, who is your pick? I went with Cole for now. Okay. Um, not for now, but I'm saying, like, I feel like he's <laughs> going to stay with the... And regardless of what happens, probably lose it at, like, WrestleMania. Yeah. Cool. All right, so those are our uh, predictions officially locked in uh, tomorrow night with TakeOver Portland. Um, So if uh, you want to be nosy, uh, I'm actually – I waited until I had uh, said my last prediction um, to open up the document. Uh, because you know we're we're real fancy here at the reality check, uh, and we use Google Docs to <laughs> to share um, the file between ourselves and the gimmick minute. Um, they had already entered in their picks. Uh, would you like to hear what they chose? I mean, are they pretty much all the same as ours? But um. Kind of. There, there is one glaring uh, change or difference um, between ours and theirs. Uh, across the board, they went with Tegan Knox to win the 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 uh, street fight. I just don't, I don't see it. See it yet? I don't. I don't see Tegan Knox as being that that star yet. I think Dakota Kai's kind of there right now. I mean. If things had progressed the way that they were kind of were, um, I could have seen it. Like I could have seen Tegan Knox like overshadowing, um, Dakota Kai, honestly. Uh, but with that whole heel turn, I mean, you know, we already talked about it. it that was like, it was one of the best like moves they could have done. No one saw it coming. Um. Just the the whole of it, it was it was fantastic, and just like the way that she's been able to portray herself, like in this demeanor of just this nasty, like I hate your guts, right? Yeah. Like, in my opinion, as talented as Tegan Knox is, and I mean Dakota Kai is extremely talented as well too, like. If the progression had stayed where it was, and they just went as faces, they would have they would have kept teaming his team kick for a little bit type of thing. But I could have seen Tegan Knox shooting forward faster. Now, uh, uh-uh. uh, Kai, like Kai is going, Kai is going to go uh, crazy. This is this is essentially the same type of thing if you remember with what happened with Tommaso Ciampa. When he turned on Gargano, he became literally the 
the hardest heel in the game. I mean, he was, it was just like night and day. I mean, he took the whole idea of Blackheart <laughs> real personally. And that's what I got like with Dakota Kai. When I said it in an earlier episode that you can find on all available podcast platforms, um, that when she came out to her new music and in the background is the, is the, Titantron is playing the video of her attacking Tegan Knox, and it's not just a plain, ordinary, silent video with the music on top of it, but no, like, it's it's the video and it has Tegan Knox's screams of pain and agony as she's slamming her foot in that cage door. I'm That was goosebumps, like, the hardest heel thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I mean, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. Uh, Tegan could get, you know, get that outside help from Candice LeRae again and whatever. I just, to your exact point, I feel like, I feel like the street fight mentality is just going to do nothing but favor Dakota Kai. And that's, that match right there is going to be the match that will decide this card between the two teams. Um, everything else I feel is everything else is, I mean, they're Ripley across the board. They're Keith Lee across the board. Uh, they're split two to one, Adam Cole, uh, to Tommaso Ciampa one. There's, they're split, uh, Balor and Gargano two to one, uh, in favor of Balor. Um, they're, they're split two to one, uh, for Broserweights, uh, Broserweights two, Undisputed Era one. So that's that's the only other difference um between them. So uh, in a small way that could that could affect things, but the the Dakota Kai Tegan Knox match could essentially put us three ahead more uh or could cut our lead in half. So you better win Dakota Kai. I know you're the one listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> so anyways. But cool. Um, yeah, we're a little over an hour. There's no shock there. Uh, we talk too much. If you ask uh, Matthew from Botchamania, you know, we talk too much. Anyways. So, um, thank you. You know who you are for listening tonight. Uh, we do greatly appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends. I mean, we have one friend, so they listen to us, so you need to spread our word to the masses. Um, Join the Dark Order. Yes. Join. That's what we should do. We should just really just take on the mentality. We're just we're the Dark Order. You should just join us. Join the reality check. At jointherealitycheck.com and get your reality checked. Anyways, uh, <laughs> As always, if you don't like the podcast, we've still got two words for you. You know what they are. And I don't know. I don't really have a good ending prepared. I don't know. What did you got, Jansen? You got anything you want to talk about? Nope. I'm just, uh, I'm starting to get into NWA power. So I might have something to say about that. And uh, I like what they're doing with power. I'm still uh, just not sold on a couple of things. 
it it feels it feels a lot like a very it feels like everything that I've ever watched from the old NWA stuff. Mm. Like even the set feels like it. Um, I like some of the the stars they have. Um, I mean, I mean they like got it, Sandow. Yeah, I mean, he's and, the national champion, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I, I'm I'm and I do like all this. I like all this. Oh, this is great. He's he's a great champion for sure. Um, Did you hear the interview about um, why he decided against going to WWE? No. All right. So real quick, he um, he did an interview and they asked him like part of the like why didn't you go to WWE kind of thing, right? And um, you know, part it was he was kind of split on the answer of things. Um, half of the reason was he didn't want to go to WWE and just be Mickey James's husband, you know, like Mike Bennett. Um, he didn't want to go there and just be Mickey James's husband. He, if he got in there, he legitimately get in there on his own because, you know, he is talented. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's probably how I received him was just Mickey James's husband. But I mean, the dude is insanely talented. Um, honestly, it, I get it. Mickey James is essentially a WWE legend, but w- at the, at the end of everything, had they done it right, Nick Aldis would not be Mickey James's husband. Mickey James would be Nick Aldis's wife. So, um, so he didn't want to, he didn't want to go there and be seen as, and he saw an opportunity very similar to like what they're doing with AEW to help build something from the ground up as the NWA champion. So I thought it was it was kind of an just to kind of get his thoughts on things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching that just a bit more. It's just been kind of intriguing, just what I've seen so far. And then um, then I'm gonna try to get back into watching as well. It's just, it's just, I can't believe, like, you know, like, when you think about wrestling history, about, like, the territories and stuff, and now, like, it feels like there's so much wrestling content. Like, I just, like, I just downloaded the Fight TV app, and on there alone, like, they have NWA, and they have Impact, and they have, I mean, we haven't even really talked about Impact, and, you know, and... reasons. Ring of Honor, like, and I get it. I mean, like, Impact is that you know redheaded stepchild, sort of like we don't really talk about that. Like the cousin Eddie of the wrestling industry, and but I mean, there's some legitimate stars over there too that deserve, you know, like deserve props and stuff too. So I mean, I wish I feel bad for because you know, like, they're there and they're trying. I mean. I and I I like I like that we have a current generation of of wrestlers that are taking their craft so seriously that they're doing things like you know like Nick Aldis is where he's like you know what I'm not going to go the easy route you know and go make the money I want to build this thing up you know and kind of see what we can go from there same with like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I mean, Cody was already there making the money, and he's like, "Forget it. I want to go do something." 
And and then I mean like the young bucks. I mean, I mean I'm sure that Vince's you know at Triple H has had some conversations with them. You know, and I know that they went after Kenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like I mean the fact that you know you have wrestlers right now that are willing to step up and say, you know, no, I'm not I'm not just going to go this easy route, the route that everybody else goes. It's just like showing that there's now other options for success. You know, it's not just it's not just go to WWE and yeah. That's the that's the only way that you can be successful, yeah. I agree. I you agree. know. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah, that's uh the show for tonight, folks. Folk. I don't know. On the off chance that there actually is more listening. So I had put it out there on our Facebook page to uh be get a chance to uh be mentioned on air as fan of the week. Uh, if you invited your friends uh, to the Facebook group for the Reality Check Wrestling Podcast, which is what you're listening to on the off chance that you just randomly stumbled on here and listened to a two idiots talk for an hour. So, unfortunately, the only person uh, <laughs> thing was my wife, not even my co-host. Um, this is what? something I think that you, you didn't share it. You shared the stuff on the page. Get your people to like it. Okay. Get you upstairs to our peoples. Um. Anyways, so I think this is going to be something I'm going to continue trying to do as we're trying to get a little bit more exposure. Uh, you know, we love the one of you who listens to us, but we would like to have other people listen to our idiot rants as well too. So, um, if you are listening to this, uh, be on the lookout this week for a post on how to get mentioned as fan of the week on the reality check wrestling podcast. We appreciate you. You know who you are. All one of you. Thank you. And good night.